Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, assessment centers, the basics. Here we go. All right, Mark, I must tell you, generally when we talk on manager tools or career tools, I have some direct experience. I know what we're talking about. I've done it before. Now, I may not be able to articulate it as well as you, but I've done it. I understand it. Yeah. And I, I got to tell never you, done this is the first center, time right? assessment centers, I know nothing yeah. about. I've never been to one. I've never used one. So I'm looking forward to this because I'm going to learn something here. I think there are a number of people who are listening who don't know what an assessment center is. I will tell you they're a totally comprehensive form of interviewing. They're organizationally intensive. So I, I can't say if I had my way, everybody would use them because I just know not everybody will use them. But for certain roles and in certain organizations, they are absolutely a surefire way to separate the wheat from the chaff. If particularly used when a role is being filled and there are a number of openings for that role. And rather than saying, let's take the best of the bunch we will put 30 people through the assessment center and the top 10 get promoted kind of thing rather than having what amounts to hundreds of interviews. And they provide some logistical scale. And so, and by the way, now I'm way past the point. People are going, well, what is it? Yeah, exactly. That's my question. What is it? Yeah. So assessment centers are used by companies for two purposes, for hiring, right? It's, it's a form of interviewing and also for development. Companies use assessment centers internally to look and see, okay, who might be promotable to the next level, usually to a supervisory or a managerial role, not to an executive role. Although I've seen it done, uh, there are executive assessment centers. It's usually a day long. It's an all day event. It's not, it's not a series of eight interviews. It's an all, you know, one-on-one -on -one interviews. And in some cases, it's actually a whole week of assessed exercises you which allow the organization, no kidding, yeah, to allow the company to assess your competence in the various aspects of the role requires. For instance, let's say you've got um, a bunch of police officers that want to become sergeants in, in the police force, and they're, that's their first supervisory role. You might set up uh, an assessment center where you give them a role play situation where one of their patrolman pushes back a little bit and you teach the patrolman, a patrolman plays the role of a belligerent subordinate and you see how the future manager handles it. Or you put him in with a group of three other people and say, let's do a role play where you guys have to solve this particular problem that, that you're facing and we want to assess how well they work with one another. We might put you in a situation where you're, where the sergeant is on site at a enormous traffic accident or an emergent event that has public safety or public health implications and and this person is now on the job real time and they have to answer questions from a from a group of assessors who are playing roles and asking questions and see whether or not they can make the person flustered there's a famous assessment center device called an inbox exercise where they're given 30 or 45 minutes and you can do this in a classroom style setting and they're given 15 things to to work through and you see how many things they work through and how many they get done and so on, all based on the job that they will be doing, what amounts to, you know, an abstraction of the real work that somebody would do. You may ask them to run a meeting. You may literally ask them to run a meeting for an hour 
um, to see whether or not they can do it. Are these typically done in-house or are they contracted out to third-party firms to do them or a mix of both? No, you generally in-house. Generally, generally in-house. So okay. I, I, I've never worked with a firm that specializes in assessment centers. In general, we find it's in certain industries, quasi-governmental agencies, police and fire and so on, we see that, but also in large organizations which have numerous HR people. There's a lot of HR resources that can be applied. And the idea is, again, it, let's say you're Accenture, which I know did assessment centers as recently as a few years ago. If you're at Accenture and you're up for a promotion of a particular type of job, you'll go to their national training center uh, in Illinois, and you'll go through two or three days of assessments about whether or not you're fit to be up for promotion. And and you may have met some criteria in the field, and then you have to pass the assessment center. And then the next opening that comes open, you get promoted into that role. And they're looking at all kinds of things, but Accenture has a healthy HR department and they could say to somebody, look, we need an assessment center for promoting somebody to a client services manager. And you've got four people working on it. You have a year. We want external validation. We want testing. We want personality profiles. We want behavioral profiles. We want running a meeting. We want client interaction. And it's a project. It's a six-month project to produce an assessment center that the organization believes will fairly and accurately predict who will be effective in the next role. Wow. Now, in this cast, though, today, really all we want to do is just give basic guidance on the effective behaviors in assessment centers overall, in general. This is a basics cast. In the future, we're going to look at specific types of exercises, the pitfalls, and so on. Um, the inbox exercise is a classic one. And I know a lot of young professionals who have gotten an inbox exercise and just failed completely. And frankly, this will surprise some people. This is horsemen now. This is the single biggest cause of failure on the inbox exercise in the last 25 years that I've seen among young professionals is believing it's like an email, an email exercise. In other words, people process their inbox the way they do email and they don't have any strategy for it. They don't have any plan for it. And they go through the first one and it may be, may, may be sort of an intensive thing, but it's low priority, but they don't prioritize that relative to the fifth thing in the box, which is, my God, the building is burning down. Please get out. Right. And they're happy to have finished the first three things, but uh-oh. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fifth thing was lose your job kind of stuff. No triage happening there, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Triage is a great way to describe it. It's something we teach, triaging an inbox exercise. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I wish we hadn't brought up the inbox exercise because I know a lot of people right now. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> what are we going to talk about today specifically? What's our general? Yeah, look, we got, in terms of the basics, there are three things we want to be clear with people about. Number one, you got to prepare yourself. Number two, I hear this every once in a while. Folks, it's an interview. <laughs> if your picture of an interview is two people in a room talking to one another, one person with a job, the other person wanting the job, your scope of potential interviews is too narrow. And we always tell people, look, the interview starts, you know, when you're within 100, 100 meters of the building and people can know whether or not you're, uh, what you're wearing in advance. And the third point is real simple. Folks, this happens all the time. People think that, oh, the model is a bit like interviews. And so I'm going to go through a series of exercises, which are like interviews. And when I'm not in the exercise, I'm not being evaluated. Wrong. 
you are being assessed all the time. <laughs> Your interactions with fellow assessment center members, whether you treat them with respect and dignity and kindness and friendship and helpfulness, um, all matter enormously. Good. Okay. For people like me, for example, who are just learning about assessment centers, how do we prepare ourselves for that? Obviously, our, our recommendation is to find out as much as you can about what's going to happen and use that information to prepare yourself. The fact is, folks, in our experience, companies which use assessment centers, either for promotions or for external hiring, provide quite a lot of information about the format and timing of the day, and sometimes specifically even give candidates, whether internal or external, the list of exercises that are going to be used. Whatever information you can find out, and can I say network? Can I get a bit of a thousand billion dollars on network? If this is an internal promotion opportunity and you don't know anybody else in the company, if you don't know anybody who's been through it because you haven't built your network, you are literally the grasshopper and not the ant. And you're going to starve this winter while the ant is fine because somebody's been through it and they can say, oh, that's easy. The assessment center, everybody's all scared about it. There are four things you got to do. You got to do A, you got to do B, you got to do C, you got to do D. And the person goes, wow, thanks. And then the person who has the network at least gets that. And then the next thing is, well, how do you do on it? Oh, well, I'll tell you what I did. Well, that might be good to know somebody who made it through the assessment center, what they did to be successful. So let's share some basic things that you need to look for. When and where is the assessment center going to be, right? Is there any specific information about dress, about attire? And generally, development-type assessment centers are held in outdoor centers and may actually involve activities, which mean getting dirty. Uh, manager tools, career tools, we don't recommend that. We think those things are ineffective unless you're a special forces soldier uh, <laughs> or if you're, if you're a policeman or fireman, obviously. But are you required to take any paperwork? Are you required to take particular identification to the event? Um, if you're going to be outside of Chicago for three days and you're going to be staying at a hotel you got to take a notebook. You got to take notes. You got to you got to have your resume. You got to prepare. You got to assume you're going to be um, there's going to be some time for you to do some work and to meet with other people and and so on. Take care of all the logistical basics first. Get those out of the way. And if you get the administrivia out of the way, this is when it starts. This is where I'm going. This is where it's going to be. Here are the basics as I understand them. It's one less thing to worry about, and then you can say, okay, I can handle all that. Now let me focus on the measurable part of the day, uh, which is to say the exercises themselves. Look, review the information you have and find out what's going to be assessed and how. Most of the assessments you take are going to be timed. Being told that there's 12 minutes and you have 30 questions to answer in pencil is naturally going to cause a lot of people to go, wow, this feels like school. Well, it is in the sense that it's a test and a better grade means a better future for you, all things being equal if you're interested in it. Look, you can find out what the tests will be. Uh, that'll allow you to practice in advance. The more comfortable you are with the kind of test, the assessments if you that are going to be done on you, they're going to be used, the easier the event will be. There is a website, SHL, Sierra Hotel Lima Direct.com. There's some practice tests. There are literally some examples of assessment center type stuff out on the web. There are books at Amazon. If you go to Amazon and search assessment center, you'll find some. One of them I saw a number of years ago. It's about police assessment centers. And you might think, oh, I'm not a policeman. Well, the police assessment center comes from corporate assessment centers with things like inbox exercises and decisions about how to manage a team and budgeting assessments as well. And look, something else. 
one of the things on SHL Direct is they actually have the official names for the tests on it. So if you're told you're going to be having a verbal reasoning test, and by the way, companies tell you that and tell you nothing more, knowing full well that you probably don't know what that is. And there's a part of all of us that knowing the name of something, but not knowing what it is, is worse. It's the Voldemort test, I guess. Knowing the name, but not being able to know what it means is not good. <laughs> but look, you can look it up on on this website and you can see what you're going to be asked to do. So these tests are similar across different companies, different industries. There's a, a common voc- vocabulary around what these tests are. Absolutely. Yeah. And we don't want to get into it now. We just want to explain it. And in future casts, when we talk about assessment centers, we could do it all at once and it would be a four hour cast, which nobody wants. So we want to take it, you know, as I eat an elephant in small bites. Look, research has shown that it's possible to get better at these kinds of tests with practice. And companies do not not promote or not hire people because you make a mistake in an assessment center. Assessment centers are fine with mistakes. I've sat on 20 assessment center boards, and never have I had somebody do things perfectly. And frankly, a big part of the board is the impression that each person leaves with the board members, which of course, by definition is not black and white. He was perfect or she was perfect or not. But the thing is, you're probably pretty smart if you're listening. And even though you may not be, you may think you're not smart enough. The fact is you don't generally do this kind of test. Obviously it isn't your intellect. That's going to fail you. The stress of the test is what gets you. You're smart enough, but you're stressed out in your brain. If you've ever been in an interview and go, Oh my gosh, I don't know what the next question is going to be or Oh, I didn't do that last one. Well, we've said before, it's never the first mistake you make. It's the second mistake while you're busy beating yourself up for your first mistake. It's that second one that kills you. Well, that implies then that just like with everything, right, that you can practice and get better. It's so easy. Yeah, you absolutely practice. And there are resources we'll share in the future that will help you practice. How do I do an inbox exercise? Look, you may be given the opportunity to have a formal or it might be formal, it might be informal discussion with the person doing the job or the, their peers or a manager. Folks, you got to prepare some suitable questions about the job. For those of you who have bought our interview uh, interviewing series, you know there are right questions to ask, and you can refer to that. You can put them on a card and glance at them in a corridor if you're alone and you've forgotten about them in between tests in the center. But she was, we got a question. I'm trying to think, Wendy or I got a question. Hey, can I pull out questions in an interview? I think what they said was a manager friend of theirs told them, I've noticed people coming into my interviews, pulling out question cards and asking them, and I've kind of gotten used to it. So it might be okay to do that. Uh, No, no, let's not have the (laughs) cart. Let's not have the cart in front of the horse. No. Uh, the vast majority of managers would be like, what is this person doing bringing out cards? Now, you might say to yourself, well, that proves that I'm prepared. Yes. And the person who comes in behind you, who is clearly more prepared than you, that doesn't have to pull out cards and then has every question already memorized because she spent time memorizing them so that no matter how stressful the interview was, she would be able to answer them without looking at her cards. Oh, sorry. No credit for your preparation. You just got trumped by somebody who's more prepared than you. Yeah, I think pulling him out in the middle of an interview says says other things than being prepared, like just not aware of your surroundings or appropriate behavior. Right. Or yeah, as much as we talk about the millennial generation and, and and the whole 
really lie that's been foisted on large organizations that we need to treat millennials differently as a group, as if we would manage women or Asian Americans differently as a group because they're women. Please don't send me bad mail about that, folks. I don't mean it. It's intended as a joke to suggest that managing any individual as a group member is an inherently, if you'll pardon the expression, soft form of bigotry. But in the same way, this idea that, oh, you know, these young people come in and, oh, well, look, we have parents. There are parents that come to interviews and say, my son, you know, I'm involved in my son's life. If he can't answer one of the questions, I will. And then there are HR people who say, well, I didn't really know what to do. Well, that's easy. Say goodbye, mom. Right. Oh, I didn't want, didn't want to hurt her feelings. Okay. So let, let me make it easy for you. I'm going to use one of my black balls and I'm going to blackball that kid whose mom came to the interview, not because his mom came to the interview, but because you didn't interview him very well. If you let their mom sit in and answer questions, my gosh. Yeah. Same thing. Don't pull out your cards. It's as if your mother wrote them for you. Don't do that. But this is an interview. I think some people might make the mistake. They, they think this is not an interview. And there are some things that we've recommended in the past that you do when you go to an interview, like, for example, yeah. wearing a suit. So are you, are you suggesting, yeah. in fact, that those things apply as well, wearing yeah. a suit to an interview? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And here, yeah. Let me go even further. Here's what I think. The way to think about assessment centers, folks, is there an interview on steroids? And what I mean by that is that the assessment center is designed to avoid having a person who is verbally facile and can handle eight one-hour-long interviews and look good in the beginning, and they want to get past that and find out whether or not you have the stamina that a true professional needs to have. There are people who, even if being interviewed by an interviewer who uses the manager tools interview creation tool, for instance, whether or not they've used our interviewing series, although certainly there are people who have, and you know, people continue to write us notes saying it changed their life, but there are people who can game the system and be effective interviews. It's really hard to game the system for two or two and a half days. If you're gaming the system, some of that uncertainty or some of that questionability is going to come out in the assessment center, but it is an interview. The entire thing is an interview. Let me put it this way. Here's a way to think about it. Even if we call it an assessment center, we could call it Candyland. It doesn't matter. If you have failure anxiety about an assessment center that makes it seem like an interview to you, that's all you need to know and you need to prepare just like you would have for the other thing that causes you failure anxiety, which of course is an interview. Yeah, you wear a suit. You're your best self. If it's held in an office building, a suit is absolutely the right clothing to wear. Look, folks, I don't know. Can I say it again? Even if the invitation says business casual, we had a good friend of ours recently write in, hey, it's a programming company. I don't want to be dumb, but just in case, should I still wear a suit? And I wrote back one word, suit. And the person wrote back, I knew that. <laughs> why Why am I having to write? <laughs> and he subsequently told me, said, I can't believe I asked that. I can't well, yeah, believe yeah, I exactly. I, I Look, we're not upset at you. We, we're just telling you, we're going to be absolutely. We read all these articles. from, And by the way, from people in creative roles and technical roles and everything else. And they say, no, 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 this is Silicon Valley. Or no, 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 this is advertising. No, 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 this is such and such. And then you talk to somebody who's really successful and say, oh, no, it's a suit. No, no, you just wear a suit. That's what you do. You wear a suit. A suit says, I'm taking this process seriously, okay? 
even if you wouldn't wear a suit in your work with that company, you would wear a suit. And a suit means a jacket and trousers or skirt made from the same cloth in the same color and worn with a shirt and a tie or a blouse. A suit is not khakis or chinos and a blazer with or without a tie. That's not a suit. And there are people who say, there are women who say, well, Mark, that's actually suit is a little bit more broad than that in women's fashion. And they're right. They're absolutely right. But I'm talking about a business suit, which is to say matching cloth bought together, not separates that happen to match or appear to match simply because they're so close. Look, being your best self, being in an interview means you've got to be polite. You've got to be helpful to everybody including the other candidates. One of my favorite stories is a psychological test that was done on some seminary students who were asked to prepare a presentation on a particular, I want to say on a passage, and I may be misremembering this, but I want to say the passage, they had to prepare a, a short talk for a group of senior clerical folks or uh, people in the in the church. And I believe the topic was on the Good Samaritan, the parable of the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan who helps the uh, the person who's hurt. And um, it's all staged at this seminary. And someone rushes in shortly before into the waiting area and says, oh, I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. You have to hurry. You're late. And they leave this waiting area, a conference room or something, to go walk 50 meters or 50 feet to this other room where they're going to have this presentation. And as they leave the room in order to rush to get to their now delayed, but totally made up presentation they're having to give, they encounter someone on the path who is in need of help. And no offense, but many of the seminarians walk right by the person because they're too busy. They're late. And I've seen this happen at assessment centers. People think that they're being assessed in the centers. They don't think there's an eye in the sky. They don't think they're being judged. They're being evaluated. They're being tested. They're being put to the ringer every second that they're there, including the hotel, the night between day one and day two or days two and day three. So companies that hold assessment centers usually do so at a couple of levels. At lower levels, there are usually multiple jobs available. I think I said this before, a company might hold an assessment center for a call center where there are five or more jobs available for entry level or for a managerial position. The candidates you meet are therefore, think about this for a moment now, folks, they're not entirely your competition. You're being assessed against a standard and it's the standard you have to beat. It's in your interest to demonstrate your ability to get along with other people. So that's where the politeness, the professional courtesy, the, the kindness, the, the decency, the ability to have a conversation with each other and to wish each other well. Hey, good luck. I remember, I'll never forget interviewing at a company and telling somebody, hey, good luck. He's like, well, I don't know, there may be one job. I said, look, I, I best man wins. I hope you do well, right? And in my head, I'm comfortable having two thoughts in my head. I hope you do well. And dude, I'm going to bury you. Right. But the fact that I want to bury you doesn't keep me from saying, hey, do your best. And if, in fact, my statement to a fellow candidate causes them to step up on a high, the highest platform they ever have and they beat me fair and square, I'll be the first person to shake their hand. I mean, it's, the world is an abundant place and I don't feel like I lost. I just think that they won. And there'll be other chances and I'll get them later. <laughs> yeah. 
But me making conversation during the interstitial parts of your day, holy Toledo, you can't walk out of a session and plop down on the couch and go, that's done. What's next in an hour? Oh, good. We've got some free time. I got to go have a smoke. When you're helping other people or you're being friendly to others, I assume that the assessors are, they see that, right? They're making judgments based upon yeah. it. It's not, it's not uh, simply always. your skills or how well you do on the test. Always. It's yeah. all that stuff. In fact, a friend of mine uh, who has Accenture once said, I call assessment our assessment center the land of the raised eyebrow. And I said, what? He says, look, we're walking around all the time mingling. The first day, some of the people don't know who's in, who's being assessed and who are the assessors. Ooh, and you get, a, you get a bit of, ch- of a chat and every once in a while somebody says something untoward or something that's revealing. And you're like, whoa. And it's just like you mentally raise an eyebrow and then you check their name tag, right? Hmm. The, the game is over before it has begun. Now, look, at the other end of the spectrum, companies hold assessment centers for really quite senior roles. Now, usually at that role, there's only one role available, right? There's only one position. More than one is unusual. It happens, but it's unusual. Now, in this case, the other candidates will be your competition if you pass the assessment centers. However, think about it. There's a case to be made that at the senior levels of an organization, everybody is your competition if, in fact, you have the drive to get promoted because at more senior levels, the, the width of the pyramid gets the, the span of control that executives can have is much broader. So there may be 15 people reporting to the CEO. That means 15 people who have wanted that job for a while or at least 10 of the 15 have wanted that job for a while are all being considered. You've got to be able to work well with those people even if you also see them as your competition. But if you treat them like your competition, that will affect your candidacy negatively. And what is wrong with saying, I'm going to do the best I can and may the best person win? Nothing wrong with it. In fact, in my experience, when I've coached executives that I've known that have said, hey, I got to go to an assessment center, I said, hey, good luck with that. And I say, here's some things you need to do. And a lot of the stuff we're talking about here today. And I say, make sure you're kind to everyone because that kindness that you show will make you slightly more likable to everybody you talk to. You can't go into an assessment center exercise and be brutally trying to dominate and then walk out and be super sweet and nice and then go back in and brutally try to dominate in order to prove that you're the best person. It doesn't work that way. You need to soften yourself to some degree and it helps being kind to each other and being gracious and offering to help. And if for some reason you have time to go get lunch, offer to to bring the other candidates along. Hey, you guys want to go to lunch? Let's, Let's talk about how bad this thing is. And I got to tell you, if if there are four people up for a job and one offers and the other three are sitting there and two of them say yes and one of them says no, that goes against the one that says no. No, thank you. I've got preparation to do. Okay, fair enough. But if that person doesn't come across as warm and fuzzy in the interviews, she or he is not going to get hired or promoted. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Now, look. At, at the level we're talking about, more senior level, you've got to be able to build relationships with everybody. It's not just competition. It's easy. This is what it takes to be successful, both the ability to have friction with other people and the ability to work together. And then look, the last point is don't ever forget. And we've already said this five different ways, but we'll say it one more time. You're being assessed all the time, folks, even at lunch and breaks between exercises on your cell phone outside the building. Your behavior is being watched and assessed. Wow. No breaks. No breaks from being. No, 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 no. Well, look, if you want to, you know, if you really want the job, it's it's like, well, I'll work in the mornings, then I'll have a break in the afternoon. No, you're going to be on the job all the time. 
It makes sense, right? Because if you're going to fake it, you can't fake it for two or three days. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the point. Right down at some point, you're going to say something negative, and there it is. That's what I. That's what I didn't make as clear as I could have earlier. Right? You can. There are some people who can get through an interview or two. You can't get through a whole assessment center and and be up just for the the tests or the exercises and then slump around. You've got you've got to have ten hours on and ten hours a couple of days in a row. And if you don't have that in you, it's going to show, and it probably show halfway through the first day. You just can't do it all day. And and when you relax, your true self will be seen. Horseman's Wager says attempting to play the interview game is self-defeating, particularly when it comes to assessment centers. If you play and you get an offer, you're then not obligated, but you essentially have a Sophie's choice, if you will, of being yourself or being the person who got you the interview, got you the offer, which is not good. You don't want to have to be somebody you're not. You can't keep it up that long. And that's part of the reason the assessment center exists, to make it harder so they can feel better and feel that they've made a broader and deeper decision. And they work. Like I said, I've sat in probably 20 of them, and they work over and over and over again. They feel different, and I I suspect in years to come, we'll see a greater growing percentage of them. They're hard to prepare, which... When you compare the value of the process with the amount of work it takes, those things are at odds with one another. It takes a lot of work to get the high quality. But at some point, more and more companies, I would say 20 years from now, more and more companies will have got on that the single most important thing they do is hire high quality people. We've been saying that for years, of course, at Manager Tools and Career Tools. And they'll be willing to say, look, of, of all the things we're going to spend time on, the, the thing we ought to spend time on is making sure that our assessment process, our recruitment process, our hiring process, our decision process on people is really, really tough. And so I think we'll see a growth in them, even as they're very hard to put together. Cool. I'm sure we'll be talking more about these in the future then for sure. Yeah. So look, be your best self, but you don't need to try to become fake. We want you to be yourself and be your smart best self. Know you're being assessed and then also relax. That's why assessment centers are so difficult. There's material available, knowing, understanding what assessment centers are and being able to prepare, being prepared will take away some of that tension and will allow you to show who you are. And if that's a right fit, when you get promoted, the fact that you got promoted through an assessment center adds to the credibility of the promotion. Excellent. Thanks, my friend. Glad I know it now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.